There's not a movie. Not one. Hermie <laughs> getting kicked out. He doesn't want to be an elf. He wants to be a dentist. Rudolph. Right. See, that's is, not worth is unique. knowing. That's not worth knowing. Oh, yeah, but I'd see, know. that's for the adults. That was written for the adults when they say, hey, let's be independent together. And you're not independent anymore. It's brilliant writing. Thanks. Wonder why they're canceling the uh uh Basilica block party again. Money. Well, that made them a lot of money. No. It didn't? No. That, think- and they, they had their lowest attended event last year, and it's a lot of, to do with people they didn't not... didn't have it last year. Or the last time they had it, it was because people were unwilling to come downtown, and the bands... COVID. They- and okay. the, the headliner also canceled, remember? Right. Be- because of COVID. So yeah. that kind of took care of the big what day. What was the headliner? The yeah. Ab- Abbott brothers. Oh. Cor- Corvette, Avet. It's like Corvette, Avet. The Avet brothers canceled. What's their genre? That's Big Head like Todd and the Monsters. Americana uh, thing. Okay. Big Head Todd and the Monsters, rough. whoever Big Head Todd is. He's got a huge melon. Todd, Todd Park Moore. He uh, became and remains fast friends with uh, Reverend Michael O'Connell, who is mm. no longer a priest. Yeah, he was the chancellor, right? He, he, he ran the basilica. Yeah, he knew. And Big Head Todd and Michael became buddies. And uh, there's not much more to the story. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Michael is a little soft spoken guy. Yeah. Powerful at the time. Uh, played golf with him a couple of times. Seems like a good guy. He can't golf with his shit. No. The Lord didn't give him that gift. Right. Great story. Uh, Compelling Todd, and rich. Todd Park Moore, uh, who I interviewed for Vintage Guitar, one of maybe 400 interviews. Very nice individual, but possibly the most boring interview I ever did for the magazine. Didn't offer well, much. I'm glad you used the word boring. People have been recommending to me that I watch what's called Full Swing on Netflix. It's a documentary about the PGA Tour. Oh, yeah. I've seen uh, previews for that. And I love those guys, but they're the dullest human beings in the world. I'm not watching anything. I watched an hour of it last night, and I won't go back. There's no point to it. Yeah, you got to have your best game ready for Sunday. Uh, Okay. I I think I knew that. But to the – see, your problem is you don't – if you don't learn anything, you're, you're done with it immediately. But to the just, average golf follower, would they find it interesting? Put a camera on daily and just stay on him. There you go. Even that's, I'd watch that. I that's golf. all. Yeah, all I. You know see. how golf became a TV sport because how Joe they said <laughs> put a camera on Arnold Palmer and don't take it off him. Well, he's boring. No, that was the point. He wasn't boring at all. Well, he didn't come close to John Daly. Well, <laughs> that's not really golf. That's drunkenness. Well, that's what we want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> hmm. It's gotten to the today? it's gotten to the point, Joe, where if you don't like something or find fault with something, there's a good chance that the rest of the country will love it. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the rest of the show, Kenny. <laughs> Well, us, us in particular. Well, but, here's yeah. the deal. I'm running out of time on Earth, and I'm not going to waste my time watching fucking Tom and Jerry cartoons. 
Mm. Tom and Jerry, another brilliant. There's yeah, how do they recover so yeah. quick? I like how Tom do they recover Jerry. so quick? He just took a hammer to the head. Yep. He saw the stars and the birds, and yep. then 10 seconds Back later, he's chasing the mouse, right? Yeah, you got to walk it off, man. Right. Yeah. right, that's tough. You think hockey players are tough, except when that mouse turns into a kangaroo, then he's in right. for an ass. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, you know, I mean. Did I have my rant about the new Looney Tunes? There no, you did. not going okay. to. You did. Yeah, yeah. No, the new you Looney did. Tunes are terrible. Yeah, it's an embarrassment. And the boys like watching are they it. Progressive? Do they still no, fight? It's just it's Bugs Bunny has a job. Yeah, and but Daffy's can you hit somebody lawyer. with an anvil? Right. No, Bugs it's not Bunny that. Has no. a job. Or when you cut the cliff off and the wild E. Coyote is there, and the Roadrunner mysteriously is in midair, but the cliff and the coyote fall. I never figured out that gravity part. It's a tough one, isn't it? Man? It is. The Roadrunner just the one, the one that gets me, Rook, is when the coyote <laughs> digs a hole in the road, but then the Roadrunner comes in. $10 a month for this, you saps. And he picks, <laughs> he picks up the hole like it's a piece of paper. Yeah, I'm trying to give you intelligent it. conversation. Puts it elsewhere. See what I'm up against. And then the coyote, not believing what he just Bleeping saw, coyote tries to jump through you know, it and that? ends up boom, falling. like an accordion yes. through the hole. The week that I am out. <laughs> How's that work? Yeah. Are you guys planning on working <laughs> all five of those shows? No, I thought we we're taking Friday off. No, we're taking a week from Friday. Friday the 26th. We're gonna off. take two Fridays okay. off. Okay, Rook, stop talking. Friday's the 24th, not the 26th. Oh, sorry. Here's why I need to know, and I need to know this now because it's month end, and I don't want to get yelled at for something you idiots decide to do. Let's take two Fridays off. So the two Fridays you're not working. Right. Or what? The 24th and the 31st. No, Gio. Okay, that's fine. I just need to know now. Well, you're, you're knowing. Thank you. Can I talk again? Can I? No, you can't. Can I the ads? I will not be silenced! Joe, yeah. you will have flats. Yeah. RF Molar Jeweler yeah. and EcoFun Motorsports. And still no copy of EcoFun. Do you want me to move that? No, I can give why you something don't you just today. Uh, email some moron who is in charge of EcoFun. Okay, then here, do this then. No, I'll do Eco. I'll just make it up. Okay. <laughs> Try That's to reassuring. Uh, <laughs> just say anything you want. Hey, they got uh, Frosties there now. Free tacos on Tuesday. (laughs) Get in there. Uh, Kenneth Allen. Yes, sir. I need a Maple Grove. Yeah, you do. I need Uh, a Pro Turf. Of course you do. And I need a Tri-State. What about Moon? Are they back? Oh, they are back. Jesus, Kenny. How the... Daddy's got to make his his uh, fun I money. I see that. Mueller texted me, well done. Now we have to merge my commercial with me putting sea foam in the hearse. <laughs> <laughs> and then I texted back, followed by Pro Turf, Pro Turf after the dig. And he texts back, how did I miss that? Feel free to make that connection in the future. <laughs> <laughs> we have Pro Turf back, don't we? Yeah. Yes, we do. Um, uh... Just have me do them all, Chris. Let's just do them all. But I need to get others. We'll stick one in a break. Okay. MGLS goes in the break. Okay. So then should I pencil in moon? Yes. 
You okay, Chris? I'm good. No, my my Ooh. card got stolen, so I'm pissed off. Your car? My card. Uh, Credit card? Yes. Your identity? My debit card. My identity account. That is a hassle. Yes, it is. Stop ordering that porn, Chris, and you know, be a lot well, better off. Here's what makes me mad. Right, about you can't it, just John, give it out. Joe, Joe was very helpful too. You got to cancel it. Thank you. Okay, there. Boom! Right there. Solid advice. But what sucks is I am so careful. I reorder my debit card every six months to avoid this very thing wow. happening. Rattaloni charge. Really? What's coming up on the ride? That's really careful. Yeah. I don't do that. I don't either. Yeah. I only when they tell me to reorder because somebody got my card number, I reorder. That's happened. Brooke, I need a Minnesota Masonic at some point. When I have to call Highland Sanitation, give them my updated card. Yeah, doesn't oh. that suck? You got to put everything online. Rattaloni's hardware and garden Wait, stores. Speaking of that, Joe, are you gonna mention at all the um recycling woes that no. St. I, uh, I have it in the right. new in the news. They're it's just the not news. picking up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we just skip on recycling. Mine gets picked up all the time. That's but I don't have an alley. Right. As long as Johnny's got it. Yeah. You ready, Joe? There were alleys just, so uh, bad in Minneapolis. How bad were they? People <laughs> couldn't even access their garages. Huh. Yeah. Because of the rutting. Well, you got to take the your alley captain should be responsible for that. I speak from experience. I was an alley captain a number that's of a, times. That's yes, a sir. St. Paul thing. That's I not love being an alley captain. I had a uniform and everything. I guarantee St. Paul only. the vast majority of people <laughs> that live in Minneapolis don't even know who their neighbor is. Hmm. That's probably best. <laughs> is that accurate, though, Kenny? Yeah. No, yeah. that's not accurate. <laughs> The people that bought our place <laughs> threw up a fence, and nobody has met them, and now they're selling the place. Wow. Nobody could tell us anything about them because they never see them. Wow. Don't talk to them. They're kids in their 20s, too. So are they selling because they... Oh, they they did a bunch of work to it. They just flipped it. Bradaloni Chartwork oh, Garden Stores. Rolling. I'm just... Uh, okay, go ahead. Never mind. You sure? Yeah, it was very important. I was just reading reviews of the new Looney Tunes. <laughs> Come on, Joe, let's get going here. What are they're you waiting about, for? They're about 50-50. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1036. This is March 14th, 2023. That's what I heard. On this day in 2012, when nature gave us a blessing... It was 73 degrees, oh, one of the most beautiful springs. Nice. Well, the most beautiful spring of my lifetime was 2012. <laughs> and uh, back, you in, okay? back in yeah, 1897, like a Sinatra song or something. on this day, it was 10 below. When I was <laughs> 21, <laughs> it was it 73 was on the east shore of Spring Lake. <laughs> it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your man, Joe Sushi. You know what I'm hoping? Hmm. What are you hoping for? I'm hoping State Representative Tory Westrom has a sense of humor. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm we, sure. He's the rep that fell off the sled. Yep. And yeah. I, he's all right. He's going to be okay, I guess. But we saw the picture of him, and I said, was that taken before or after he fell off the sled? 
And we got at least a dozen emailers uh, who are pointing out to me that he's blind. Got uh, it. So message received. Well, he was blinded in one eye at the age of 14 mm. in a car accident on his family's dairy farm. Uh, so no, Westrom cannot see behind himself. I got it. Got it. That. You just uh, just never know, do you, Joe? Had he been the first LGBTQ RSVTUV plus one right. member, the news story would have noted that he was a first. This is why I try to tell you daily to self-edit. <laughs> what you fun tell is that? me? Yeah, try not to blurt. So what fun is that? <laughs> You know anything about doing this job? What's your deal? For your oh. info, Mr. Westrom is blind. He doesn't make a big deal of it and goes about his days like most of us do. Probably better. I'm sorry. Tori, I hope you have a sense of humor. We were just having fun because you had a kind of a googly-eyed look there. I didn't know. Don't uh, make it worse. Right. <laughs> just apologize on. and move on. Joe, I'm crying listening to you talk about Senator Westrom's snowmobile accident. Tori has represented us here in West Central Minnesota for many years, and as a garage logician, he has represented us very well. He is legally blind. That's why his eyes are like they are, and I consider him a great representative and friend. Thanks for keeping me entertained and informed. That's from Pablo. Well, if he's uh, legally blind, how did he drive the snowmobile? He was the passenger. He was ridden. Uh, Eric writes, just a heads up, Tori is blind. I think he's been blind since grade school. Super good dude, obviously, since he was on a sled. He was one of the first Minnesota state reps and Minnesota state senators to flip an out state seat from an old school blue dog DFL to Republican. Anyway, heads up. Thank you, Eric. Right. And finally, we get a note from uh, uh, Mitch who writes, I'm sure you've been told, but Tori Western was blinded in an accident as a teenager. That's why he has the wonky eye. Uh, it's a good example of people doing what they can with their life instead of sitting on their butt collecting disability. He went to school, I believe, to be a lawyer and runs his own business. I suspect he's a good enough guy that he won't be bothered by you morons making fun of his disability. <laughs> Well, I I, I I didn't even consider it a disability. I, I just thought not. he took a funny picture. I didn't make fun of him at all, and he is truly one of us. Yeah, Tori, God bless you. Thank you. He is truly one of us because he's now been in a snowmobile crash. We all have. Yeah, I have not. No, yeah, well, I, over. I haven't either. I've never been on one in my life. Well, we're kind of questioning your uh, card uh, membership as a GLer anyway, Sue, so uh, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me at all. You know, Marty's been bugging me to read this. What do you got? Well, you'll be the judge. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. It was a cloudy, damp spring morning that all eyes in Gumption County were on the west side of Spoon Lake, hmm. focused on a small 1920s cottage just down the street from the Cylinder Index Hall of Fame. Hmm. It was the home of 84-year-old small engine mechanic Harold Hovde the space management master. This, just, this wasn't just any spring morning. This was the morning of the first snow following the second Tuesday of March. It was space management day. On this occasion each year, Gumption County residents would look to Harold and his worn red aluminum aim snow shovel to find out if there would be six more snows of spring. Downtown at Marjorie's Bakery, next to the Krabby Coffee Shop, the crowd buzzed like a hive waiting a new queen. Will he do it, was the question of the day. 
people coming in for the award-winning caramel rolls and black coffee would look to the corner to a group of regulars sitting around the small round table and ask, will he do it? You see, unlike another silly spring ritual near the city's tallest buildings out east, Space Management Day was a practical sign of spring and a release of winter responsibility. Will he do it? Will Harold Hovde reach for his trusty, well-oiled, well-used shovel and start clearing his walk and driveway? Or will he give the fresh, heavy white blanket a simple up nod mm. and go back into his house? He gives it a, If he gives it a nod, space management is done for the winter and the garage door opener is near. If he goes for the shovel, there will be another six snows. Wow. And the residents would need to have a care while they maintained their space and took care of the city's sidewalks. Bucky, the sole reporter for the Gumption County Gazette, who worked out who worked out of his house since the pandemic and could no longer find his office, was holding court in the corner telling everyone of the first space management day in 1966. When following the historic blizzard a week earlier, Harold uh, Harold completely ignored an eight-inch snowfall, watching it completely melt by noon. Harold was a master indeed. Either way, the men and women around Spoon Lake would gather later at the sensitive male pale ale brewery and carry on with their lives, awaiting the garage opener, which would happen around the lilac bloom as always. They are Gumption County residents, after all, and space management is just something that needs to be done. And Harold, well, Harold will put a fresh coat of WD-40 on the old Ames and hanging on the hook in the garage, ready for the next snow, no matter when it would be. Hmm. Space management day is a pretty interesting day. Let other places like Gobbler's Knob have the uh, the rodent that comes out of the yeah. ground. Groundhog Day. This is Harold Hovde. <clears throat> if he shovels, there's six more snows. Right. If he doesn't, we're off the hook. I think I know what you're saying. I think I know what you're saying. Thank you, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> You know what you can do, Reavers? You don't have to say anything. <laughs> I have two notes from uh, Scott from Invergrove. Yes? What do you want? Nothing. What are you doing? I'm trying to fix this camera. Yes. Scott from Invergrove. I don't have time for Scott? a meeting. I don't have time for a yeah, meeting. Yeah, we got to get back here. He said one of his men's club brothers, he belongs to one of those luncheon men's clubs, Yeah, is a longtime ground supervisor of a notable local area cemetery. Each week he provides us with a frost report to include a flood forecast report. He has consistently stated throughout this winter that the frost is not deep. I think I said something to this effect yesterday, but I'm not as clear on it as a cemetery caretaker. Uh, that the frost is not deep, noting that the morons that make up news gathering sources are clueless. clueless. He predicts very little flooding and actually a shot in the arm for the drought conditions. He ends his report by saying, we always warm the ground before we put you down. <laughs> okay. Clever. 
And Scott from Inver Grove uh, also notes he was at Sam's Club the other day picking up weekly provisions. Okay. As his customer, every shopper who buys goods from the store must wait in line to exit the store. I didn't know that. I'm not a member. Yeah, I am. What? A clerk randomly chooses three items in the cart being scanned to make sure the items are on the receipt that is also <clears throat> scanned. For law-abiding citizens, it's an annoying but tolerable event. However, for shoplifters, it's like a form of Russian roulette to see if they catch you stealing anything, knowing that no police will be called if they do. Right. Many times I have witnessed the clerk tell someone that they failed to scan an item. With no punishment, the guilty party simply hands over the item, and while my blood boils at this blatant attempt to steal from the store. This past Sunday, two parents full of expensive tattoos sporting two young children were directly ahead of me. Their cart was full of expensive meats, etc. The clerk started scanning and almost every item had not been purchased. Meanwhile, the two innocent kids said, Mommy, why are we having to take these things back? My never afraid and always pushing back self loudly blurted out, because your parents are stealing and that is simply not right. I told the mother, how dare you commit this crime with your kids serving wow. as innocent victims? Wow. I said to all behind me, this is why prices are climbing higher and higher, and it's simply shameful. As usual, the thieves were allowed to put back the items with no consequence. But for just a moment, I felt like those around me were given a GL primer on how we all need to speak up and start pushing back. Yeah. Never afraid, always pushing back Scott from Inver Grove. Now, he did a real GL thing there. Yeah, called him out. Yeah. I've done it. I did it with the girls at Walgreens. You got to do it. And the, the irony is the GLers do it, but the proprietors don't care. They're factoring that into their cost of business. Or like Target, you just leave. Well, it all started way Close. back when I worked at Dayton's and their loss prevention said... Uh, you cannot touch them. You cannot do anything. And then the thieves know they've known that since uh, late '80s, early '90s, and they're just becoming more bold. Yeah, but it's it's elevated now to cars. So these yeah. car thieves are back on the street in two hours. Right. As a man whose wife has been a oh, loss yeah. prevention officer yeah. for forty years. Uh, the only rule most places have is you can't chase them out the door. Uh, so with Scott's situation here, if they just walked out the door, they're you know there's nothing that's going to be done anyway. So, oh, really? Yeah, they're not supposed to, and usually they get in trouble if they do that. Loss prevention Jeez. officers. Yes, uh, Chris. You know, in the what are we in year three now of Build Back Better? Yes. Um, did you see the latest from the IRS? Is this a non sequitur? No, it's dealing directly oh, with what I you're talking about. I have not seen about. the latest from the IRS. According to IRS publication 525, Joe and crew, taxpayers are now legally required to report the value of whatever property that they stole during the previous <laughs> tax year. <laughs> This is not are a joke. You, you got kidding, <laughs> kidding me? The IRS's <laughs> bewildering rule about self-reporting income from crimes has caused some Twitter users to mock the federal agency. "Quote: If you steal property, you must report its FMV, fair market value, in your income in the year you steal it, unless in the same year you return it 
to its rightful owner, the rule states. You're having a laugh. You're having a laugh, aren't you? I have a question. Holy crap. If I'm in a store and I witness a guy stealing an armful of goods mm-hmm. and I trip him. I wouldn't do that. Uh, can I finish the question? <laughs> <laughs> Good try, Chris. <laughs> and I trip him and the goods go splattering and he breaks his arm. Would I be sued? Yes. Isn't that something? Yes. Probably, yeah. That's why I knew you were going somewhere. I said, then don't do it. Just Isn't don't get involved. Isn't that something? Well, that's why employers just tell their employees, don't get involved. Let them, leave them be. Because you do not want to become a target. And like target. Wow. Well, you, you, can, you can arrest them in the store from the experience my wife has. That's not a problem. Arrest? No, uh, as a, a loss prevention employee. Right, feel, but feel well, I guess what I'm what I'm saying, John, is you know the the 19 year old cashier or the high school kid that's the cashier. They're always told, "Don't intervene." Yeah, they should call loss prevention. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. So there you go, Joe. IRS is now saying you got to declare what you're uh, what you're stealing. Thought, you know where you're. You, I'll tell you a story. You're very safe in. Seriously, mm-hmm. Moeller Jewelers. Oh yeah, it's a comfortable, safe environment. And uh, it's a beautiful store. Well, the new one in Highland Park has been all remodeled. I'm talking about RF Moeller Jeweler, my jeweler, St. Paul's Jeweler, Minneapolis Jeweler. They've been in this business for more than 70 years. Family opened, owned and operated since 1951. And in St. Paul, virtually on that same corner, Ford and Cleveland in Highland Park, in Edina at 50th in France. Great staff. I go to the staff. I, I don't need to. I don't need. They don't come to you. You go to them. I go to them. Birthdays, anniversaries, graduations, engagements, weddings, uh, everything from sterling silver jewelry to fine jewelry to diamonds, sapphires, rubies, and other gemstones. It's fantastic. And of course, the engagement rings, which you can design yourself. They've got an artisan and a computer program, and you can design. Whatever is your heart's intent. A BFD. And it's handled in-house from start to finish. Got it. So are repairs. Designs you fall in love with and approve is exactly what you'll get. And a free lifetime warranty is all encompassing. Copy. Uh, If you were ever going to go into a jewelry store and find it relaxed and, and enjoyable, it would be RF Moeller Jewelers. Two locations. Ford in Cleveland in St. Paul, that's right in Highland Park, and 50th in France in Edina, rfmoller.com. What? How long was that, I wonder? Uh, Almost two minutes. Really? Yeah. Gee whiz. No wonder they're complaining. I have to get water. Well, I'm wondering why you didn't do your science experiment. I did, but I just ran low. I forgot to bring a drink, so I have to have... Friends, this is Larry King for Emergency. Uh, You're reading that, the details of that story, now, it, aren't you? It is. It's actually been on there for a while. Just nobody ever noticed. 
for what's, several years. What story? Oh, is it this? has. I just yeah. saw it this yeah. morning. What story? Oh, I yeah, I've never seen any of the, the one that I stolen. Uh, well, the IRS. Yeah, reporting stolen property, and there's some great comments. So if I steal it and somebody steals it for me, can I claim that as a deduction? <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, we're a we're a freaking sideshow. <clears throat> that actually goes back to 1921. No, so it says here. God's name would report something they well, stole. Was nobody, that in, but was the other, that in order to get gangsters? That's what, I was, Mom. that's what I was wondering. Plus, I wonder if after the fact, perhaps then they can collect taxes. You know what I mean? So if you get arrested. And they go, hey, in 1963, you stole blah, 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 and were convicted of it, but you didn't report it on your taxes. Now you owe taxes on it. My well, wait, was that late December back in 63? <laughs> <laughs> I almost stole a flat hey, of water. You're welcome. I put a, one of those flat, you know, 24 bottles of water on the very bottom shelf of my shopping cart. Ooh. Yeah, went through the checkout line, was heading out the door, and I, uh-oh. And me being the honest person I am, I turned around and went back and paid for it. Well, I would hope so. I would have made a run for it. Yeah, Kenny doesn't run. Because yeah, huh. water's really rare. Not like going to jail for a $4 case of water. They're still yeah. working to clear that crash in Egan. Is it a fatal? <clears throat> You're talking about the, what, the squad car, right? Yeah, They're the not count. calling it a fatal. Um, they're just calling it a serious injury. Serious but injury, yeah. Since um, a law officer was involved, they had to do a full recon. Ooh. Does that mean he was at fault? No. They want to no. find out, though. No, they do that for any time there's a... Uh, oh, they do. Okay. Law enforcement. Late December huh. 63. Yeah, Kenny, you're right, because even the Capone conviction was partially based on that. Yeah. Yeah. There was a big for uh, tax evasion. There was a big History Channel thing last night on Judge Crater. You know that? Oh, name? sure. Yeah, he was a New York Supreme Court judge. <clears throat> disappeared. It's gone. And uh, it was assumed that uh, that was a mob situation. Hmm. Why? Why did his name enter the uh, culture? Judge Crater. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. Let's see. Judge. Chris, do you want uh, yes. M MGLS here? Oh, you know what? I do. That'd be great. All right. Uh, I'm going to shut everybody off. Thank you. you. Yes, Kenny, I am rolling. The Liberty Safe March Madness Sale happening right now through the end of the day today. It's at Maple Grove Lock and Safe today, the last day. You can save up to $400 through uh, today on select Liberty safes. The options, Centurion 24s, 40-minute fire protection, they're on the list. The USA series on the list, the Colonial series. Uh, the Fat Boy, that's a level 5 fire protection or uh, level 5 security protection and a 110-minute fire rating. And the big, big one, the Lincoln series, uh, that's good for a two-hour fire protection rate. All of them on sale save up to $400 uh, through the end of the day today. The best safe you can buy, that would be the Liberty Safe, transferable lifetime warranties. Um, and uh, thanks to Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, professional delivery and installation. Stop in, meet and greet Rich. He's at 6901 East Fish Lake Road and check out the entire lineup on the web 
maplegrovelockandsafe.com. All right, Rook, can you please uh, give me Minnesota Masonic <clears throat> as we bump back, please? Yes. Are you ready? That's a lot of I'm ads ready. in a row. That's three. Do you want me to just? But we. I, I, you I want me to else. do one? Here's here's what I propose we do. I like when podcasts are done in content rather than just we're taking a three minute break here. I mean commercials. I mean content. you're get, you read that email, you do molar, and then you go to your three uh, hundred year old tree that you're going to hug. Yeah. And then it's not just always. What do you guys think? Because then it's not a K fan six no, minute right. break. You're right. Well, I don't care, but I, I mean, it'll stretch it out and make it'll it'll sound more showy rather than oh, you guys are taking a break and you got three yeah, minutes. Yeah, you're right. I, I like that idea. All right. But so, so tell me, no, I, 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 no, why don't just, you listen to the next <clears throat> segment and pick your spot? Okay, I'll jump in with Minnesota Masonic at some point. Yeah. All right. We'll try it. So yeah. I'm the guinea pig? Yeah. I don't want to be the guinea pig. You are. Why well, am I the guinea pig? Why am I the guinea pig? Come on, come on. Well, wait a minute. I can't be the guinea pig. Why am I the guinea pig? Give him a cue, Joe, when you're transitioning no. from one no. story to another. He has to give me the cue. <laughs> do not let him give any cues because his cue will be like, are you going to do the ad yet? Hey, do the hey, rim shot. Minnesota Masonic. I'm not going to say it real loud. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, and he's oh, slightly attack, better oh. at the nonverbal cues than oh, Patrick. Oh. Hey, are wow. we still going to? So yes, true. yes, Pat. Yes, I'm going to call our guest. I'll give you a cue. Yeah, I'll give you a cue. What was that? What was the one? Yeah. Yeah. What, what was that one for? <laughs> he trying to, no, he needed, he oh, wanted wow. to let us know. That, oh, wow. Yeah, right. <laughs> it looked like he was convulsing. I didn't know whether to call a cop or. <laughs> we need what to call I love. you an ambulance, sweetheart. Yes. Oh. What I love, and it happened again last Friday when we had that guy on the phone. <laughs> is I wanted to ask a question, so I wave. Yeah. Such sees me instead of pointing at me at the camera. He points up at the monitor. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> tough to do. Well, how do you point the camera? Wait, where are you pointing? You're, you, pointing you, you should go just like this. Just point you, at the camera. Now a little bit to here. You're going like this. These. <laughs> yeah. Like this. Let's go here. There you go. Oh, or big finger. Holy crap. Come on. Hey, give me a cue. Oh I can't eat. I need a cue. Cue up. Okay. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Let me tell you about Minnesota. Miss- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I could resist. Joe, go ahead. Wait, before you go, Joe, I have good news. Well, wait a minute. We're not on the air. This doesn't matter. They're right, finally we're on the air. They're finally clearing that crash on northbound 35E at Yankee Doodle right now. It happened at 5:30 this morning. Jeez. You'll recall, I believe it was Friday. Could have been Thursday. We had the uh, Star Tribune story by Dave Oreck of the Minneapolis race and equity official telling us that she funded a black expo in Minneapolis, promising funds uh, that didn't exist. 
And we said, you, do you anybody recall this story? Yeah, yeah sure. sure. And we said, yeah. uh, we, well, then, John, if you do, it had to be Thursday we did this. It, no, you did it Friday. I listened. But oh. uh, so, yeah. We, and I said, uh, nothing will happen to Tyasha Green with this made-up job title. She she won't be held accountable. It turns out she is being held accountable, so I should correct myself. Okay. She made a false statement to the city council about a taxpayer-funded Black Expo, and now she's out. And the city's the city auditor's office is opening a probe into the event. Taisha Green, who was hired a year ago, to head what became the Department of Racial Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging, which is a, a non-existent job title, served her final day as a city employee yesterday, according okay. to city spokesman Sarah McKenzie. The flurry of developments, Green's sudden departure, and the launch of a multi-stage probe by the auditor's office highlight the intense scrutiny Green and the Feb 25 event had come under. Okay. I'm, I'm surprised by all this. On Thursday, the Star Tribune reported that Green falsely told the city council that the Bush Foundation had been prepared to, note, to donate three million bucks for that event. Oh. In fact, the city never formally applied for any money from the Bush Foundation, nor did they get any, according to the Bush Foundation and a subsequent statement from the city. In a response to the Star Tribune, Green said, I put my resignation in February 21st for several reasons. Oh, so she really gets to walk. Yeah. But she like. sounds like she's trying to make herself out to be the victim here for in several reasons. In, communication, in communications to other city officials that she provided, Green stands by what she told the city council when she said the Butch Foundation was prepared to donate $3 million. But she didn't provide any details. Well, lady, it sounds like you're wrong. It sounds like they weren't prepared to donate the money you claimed they would. Their, their developments raise a number of questions around the planning of I Am My Ancestors Wildest Dream Expo, which drew far fewer attendees than initially hoped and required an influx of taxpayer money. For example, Green told council members that she had secured 200 grand from four organizations, perhaps local corporations. She suggested the city had to return that because she unknowingly violated the city ethics code in how she solicited the donations. The same explanation she, she suggested for being unable to accept the non-existent $3 million from the Bush Foundation. The status of the purported 200 grand remains unclear, and Green has never provided an explanation for the statements surrounding the Bush Foundation. Green's comments to the full council came during a Feb 17 emergency meeting to, pludge a, to plug a budget hole in that expo, the city's first African-American-centered event since the 2020 murder of George Floyd. Uh, given that she had been caught off guard by certain requirements of the Minneapolis Convention Center, which hosted the event, and that prompted her to seek an increase in the city contract with Touched Apparel, an Atlanta-based company hired as event planner. 
The owner of Touch Apparel, Casey Ellerby, worked with Green on at least one event in Burlington, Vermont, when Green was that city's director of racial equity, inclusion, and belonging. Mm -hmm. God, they're like the super club. They just move around. (laughs) Yep. Before being hired in Minneapolis, where she is originally from. Although several council members left the meeting with questions, the council unanimously approved plugging the hole with an additional 145 grand, apparently bringing the total budget for the event to upwards of 500 grand. Getting to the bottom of the funding and planning surrounding the event appears to be on the mind of the city auditor's office. On Monday, council members and the little guy, Fry, we're informed the office will embark on a three-stage examination of the event, according to an email from Council Vice President Linnea Palmasano. Palmasano also served as chair, also serves as chair of the Minneapolis Audit Committee, an independent panel that includes members of the city council. Uh, Palmasano said the plan for the auditor's role emerged following meetings and conversations that included Audit Committee Vice Chair David Fisher and City Auditor Ryan Patrick. Hmm. So they got a three-stage approach they're going to go after here. It wasn't clear last night what the city plans to do to replace Green, who oversaw at least four employees in her fledgling department which falls under interim city operations officer, Heather Johnston. What are we to make of this? Well, she needs to go. Heather Johnston needs to go. The 500K worried me last week, and now it worries me even more. That's all taxpayer money. I want to know who received that. I want every single cent accounted for, and I want to know who gave the okay. And then you said um, the number was brought up to 500K with an additional 150K. Right. I want to know who okayed that and where that went. The city council okayed that. Well, then all all of them are held uh, liable for this 500K that the taxpayers are completely out of now. Maybe I can answer you. Uh, Here's the three-stage approach the city auditor's office will take. Let's see if this is satisfactory in a garage logic sense. Number one, Patrick, the uh, auditor, Ryan Patrick, indicated the need for a formal review in response to external concerns, that would be Kenny's, over the expo. That language suggests such a review could look for any potential waste or potential fraud and is the type of action Patrick has the authority to conduct on his own. Okay. Number two. In addition, Ryan Patrick, the city auditor, believes he is obligated to conduct a review of city processes related to the expo. This review, which is distinct from one previously sanctioned, I'm sorry, previously mentioned, can be conducted at the direction of Paul Massano and Fisher. And Paul Massano's email <laughs> said they directed Patrick to proceed. Okay. And three, lastly, Patrick further suggests This review will necessitate a more comprehensive audit. This audit, which would consider how to avoid any future problems, will be the subject of the audit committee's next scheduled meeting on April 24. Okay, that satisfies me. It sounds like the adults have taken over. Um, I'd like one more thing, number four added to that. Mm -hmm. Who are the children that authorize this? And how do we, this, this is just unacceptable. This well, just, one of the leading yeah, children would be Taisha Green. 
Yeah. The head of this ridiculous non-existent for measurement office. And the fact that she's not held accountable here other than the loss of her job well, isn't apparently, enough. It's to me it's mindful of the Yes, I know where you're going and I agree. The yep, Secretary absolutely. of Education that Walls yep. appointed who just just gets to go home in right. the midst yep. of a $250 million food fraud. I don't want to linger on this and I don't want to get angry, but I, I, I apologize for not remembering her name. Oh, uh, get I the outgoing uh, education director. Uh, we she never, gone. Yeah, she gone. We yep. never heard a word from her. Taisha Green is gone, but it sounds like maybe she just moves on now to Boise for this gig. I mean, sure. it sounds like a super intendance yep. club. <laughs> they just keep moving around essentially untouched although this uh, three-stage audit could find her culpable for something and uh then it's up to the uh well the Criminal. current one is willie jet but that's the one that replaced the previous right i'm looking person. for the yeah. one who uh resigned on and, and left uh give me just a second yeah I, I didn't i didn't want to linger on it uh, i'm fantasizing about criminal charges here Such. Well, we all do, and they never develop. Carrie no. Locking became no, executive no, director. No, in Chris, I said, don't don't linger. Don't announce it to me until you've got the one who retired. Uh, Walls cabinet members retire. It happened around uh, the first of the uh, year of this year. Jennifer Dugan. No, she was indicted. Heather Mueller. Thank you. Thank you. Mueller can rookie write that down. Heather Mueller. And put it on the wall. Seriously, <laughs> Heather. Put it Mueller. on the wall there. Because she'll her name will come up again, because uh, it's a it's a thorn in my saddle that these people walls appointed they just skate. Who in God's name approved millions of dollars for a woman claiming to feed children in Pelican Rapids that exceeded the population of the city? <laughs> I'll put it where I can see it. Yeah, just so at least we'll know it's there. Yeah. Heather Mueller. Wouldn't that be funny if she came in and she thought this was her seat? Yeah. yeah. In any event, uh, I said Taisha Green will never suffer any consequences. Uh, perhaps she won't, but she's she's left whatever compelled her to do that. She's she's undertaken that. She left. It's like grabbing steaks and walking out of Sam's Club. Uh, You're on and not paying for them, right? Mm. Well, not no. really. I tried to get a food analogy. Well, the only yeah. the only way your analogy would work is if the audit discovers that she somehow pocketed some money. Mm. And we don't it's know more, that. You know what, really the work. analogy that works better, Rook, is she just wasn't feeling it. Wasn't feeling it that day. No, just like Daytron. I wasn't feeling it. But when you, you know, this is what you get when you make up these jobs. You You're not getting a great deal of tried and true responsibility or a track record and that goes it, with them. Isn't it great that they get to control and have access to taxpayer funds mm -hmm. and they haven't been elected? Nope. Haven't been approved by the public. Well, the, I mean, we can go all over the map with that. Unelected yeah. people will yeah. determine the fate of Summit Avenue. Yep. And the sidewalk hoople heads over in Minneapolis or the streets or whatever the hell they're calling themselves now. The unelected people of the Metropolitan Council continue to screw up Southwest Light Rail. Yeah. Well, Taisha Green, uh, Dave Oreck is a good reporter. Uh, unfortunately, he's a 
word I can't say. Gotcha. <laughs> because he left the Pioneer Press for the safer haven, apparently, of the Star Tribune. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, he's not the first. You no. tend not to like that when guys do that, right? <laughs> but he's a very strong reporter. And I and I think he'll stay with this. I believe we'll learn more. Okay, you uh, what you're saying is you have good faith in him. Yeah, even though he jumped ship. Yeah, you don't like that. <laughs> I, like that. I like that he didn't Scurvy use rag. He was he didn't use um, the lingo that was forgiving. You know what I mean? He laid it. He laid it all out. Yeah, that, he, that he's piece. he's solid. And, yeah. Uh, uh, he'll he'll have more on this unless his superiors quash it. Ooh, call them off. And I don't think they will. I think it's an important story. Uh, it's really going to become an interesting story if we found out Taisha just bought the Lamborghini like the food fraudsters. <laughs> but we don't know that, do we? We don't know, we don't that. know that. You want to come back with John Hyde? First, <laughs> I'd like to tell you. No, I, no, no. I have an idea. Yeah. I have an idea. I'm not done with this segment. Yes, you are. I think you're all done with this segment. There's absolutely nothing more you could add to no, this I segment. Have more, I have more. Other than talking about Minnesota Masonic Charities. They help people like Joe. They help people like Joe just go through life and, and make sure it's just much I'm easier. I'm need their service. Well, Joe, you yes, can learn you the are. secret handshake, and we'll give you the funny uh, hat to wear. But it is no secret. It's no longer a secret. Minnesota Masonic Charities, it's a group that in 06 got together, and they realized that when they join forces, they can really help a lot of people, whether it's um, students with scholarships, whether it's the elderly and their number one rated home that they run, or possibly it's just... Whatever, whatever need there is, there's kids that are in the. Um, do they have charities for nonverbal cues? Do they do yes, that at Minnesota yes. Masonic? There's a program. I'm sure there's a program for that. Come on, I'm not done with this. Seriously, though, let me just let you know. Go to MinnesotaMasonicCharities.org. That's MNMasonicCharities.org. Learn about them. The reason they're on Garage Logic is to get the word out about the services they provide, their philanthropy. You can lead their, you can meet their leadership and learn about the student scholarships, which are done for the year. But look ahead for next year. Here's the number if you want more information: 952-948-6200. Or again, the best place to learn more about them. It's a wonderful, wonderful website that tells it all, and the secrets are out. MNMasonicCharities.org, Joe. Why was the uh, why was the idea of a black expo a good idea? Uh, I, I I think these these kinds of ideas are toppling under their own weight. I am my ancestors' wildest dream expo. Maybe it was uh, maybe it was because it's February and it's a Black History Month. Uh, February was Black History Month, yes. But it didn't draw anybody. Uh, and we don't, did it not draw anybody because they didn't have the money they needed to properly fund it? Or did it not draw anybody because it wasn't worth going to? Good question. Um, I can't answer that question, but it just doesn't, what, what do you do? What's, what does the expo do? Well, the title makes sense to me and it kind of sets up what they were doing there. My, my beef is with the fact that it was funded by the taxpayers. Right. That's what makes no sense to me. This sounds like it should be a private function. Well, that's going to be gotten to the bottom of apparently with this three-stage audit, but uh, uh, it doesn't sound like it was much of a success. And again, that would be Taisha Green's fault. She's the head of this nonsense called uh, equity, inclusion, and belonging. 
it would be fun to talk to somebody who actually went. Didn't they have about 3,000 people did the show up? Go, I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't doubt know. it. I doubt it. Yeah, about 3,000 people showed up. Our, our, our guy, uh, Mickey. Yeah, I don't I know. I doubt it. 8218 Truce. Mickey sounds like he doesn't get across the river. Yeah, he's got his hands full. Stays in St. Paul and takes care of business. Uh, why don't we return with John Height? Um, oh, that was yeah, that idea. Uh, that yeah, no, that's what we search. have to do. That's seriously, that's what we have to do. But we just have to a little smoother than that. Yeah, a little smoother than that. <laughs> Captain Steamroll was uh, he was honking there. <laughs> Captain Steamroll, Captain Steamroll. foot to the floor, stretching oh. the cables. <laughs> no, it'll, it'll take getting used to, but I think it won't bunch up our brakes. I think it'll be better. It'll it'll sound um, smoother. Yeah. Well, it couldn't sound any you worse. You do, huh? You think that? Yeah, because I can't get any worse uh, than that. That was there. Well, there was a chance for you to jump in there, though, because we were talking about money, and these people they have money. They do stuff. You know, yep. Got her. Pick her up from the bottom and just <laughs> run with the football. <laughs> run out of bounds and keep yep. going to just, the locker room. All the way to the locker room. Right up the, the stands. Yep. <laughs> See you at halftime, guys. <laughs> okay, let's go. Thank you, boy. A girl got raped in the bathroom at Washington yesterday. That's not good. That's from one of my uh, moles that I know that's in this <sighs> system, high school system. Holy crap. Wow. Okay. That's not pleasant, is it? No, the, the, I don't know what these schools are going to do. Well, they're going to keep getting more money. That's what's going to happen. I thought Carter saying this is the worst pothole season in the world. We need to raise taxes. What raise taxes again? What you pay your taxes for doesn't have anything to do with running the city. That's already slated. It has to do with hiring racial equity directors. It has nothing to do with streetlights, more, more bike lanes, and and potholes. If you want infrastructure taken care of, we'll have to have a special tax for that, Joe. I hope you have that in your news. I don't, but I certainly can. I think certainly. you should put it in your news. Certainly. It's so bad. Oh, How bad is, is it? I've, we, people, even the CP, God bless her. God bless is her. Is creating new routes to places because of the potholes. For example, hmm. if she has to go to the store, she'll take a new way to get there. Because the potholes are so bad on... Various streets that is she aware around. of why they're bad, uh, or does she not make that connection yet? Well, they're they're bad everywhere here. They're, you they're can't been, drive in Andover. <laughs> they're always bad. I mean, yeah. it's that is a function this of time where of year. Live. Yeah. yeah, it's this time of year. They're just particularly bad. Hmm. Okay, you know where they're not bad. What you what you're in, what you're really intending to say is she aware of why taxing. To fix it would be inappropriate. There, there you go. That's no, great. she's not aware of it's it. A good icebreaker for dinner tonight. No, it is. <laughs> what is that, Matthew? What is that? Uh, I, need, I need one. It is a fidget spinner. It's a uh... oh, the old boy. Those, that fad yeah. didn't last long, did it? It didn't. Huh. No, it just uh, it, you can do it slow. You can. I use it when I'm at the airport <laughs> walking around because I just I can't. I How do you make it spin? 
could do it slow. It could do it fast. Like, that used mean. to be a big deal for about a month. It was like, what oh, five years ago, ten years ago. I don't know, six years ago. You see, that. it's very um, therapeutic. What are those? Um, I can't think of a graceful way to say this, but those balls, those silver balls, you put in your hands and juggle around. And, oh, and the Flip um, Wilson. See you Tuesday. Yeah, Benoit balls. No. Oh my God. No. What's the point of this? <laughs> I don't think those are for your hand. What's Kenny? the point of this? Oh. Uh, so, I usually I, do I it when I'm bored. There, can you get tricks with it? No, it's just a. Uh, it's if you can't sit still. Yep. Well, and your motor skills are really good. Yeah. Gee whiz, you can't even do it. No, that. you just do it real. There you go. And now you can kind of move it around a little bit. You can feel it. Give some resistance. They know. You know when you're on a walk or something like that? You know no. who thinks those are dumb? My eight-year-old. Well, know. they didn't last long. As nobody, I Somebody thought they'd be a billionaire. I don't think it worked out. I know. Yeah, might have. What is this one? What are well, they called? Fit spinners? State high school hockey tourney. Uh, so this must have been from Sophia. Sophia probably got this. What's it called? A, a fit fidget, sp fidget spinner. Fidget spinner. She must have got this when she was in the hockey tourney. Can you ago. spin it on a table? Yeah, I'm doing it right now. Sophia played hockey? Sophia made it to the state high school hockey tournament twice. Oh. So, and I sent out a tweet last week. My father-in-law played in 1945 for Washington, and my dad played in 1952 for Winona, and they had both made it to the hockey tournament. How, and my daughter made it twice. How can you possibly not be a skater? That does not... I grew up across from St. Paul Academy. I was I I liked the Zamboni better than I liked the uh, the hockey. I That's never like God though. He liked the golf cart better than playing golf. Yeah, I. But, uh, but everybody knows how to skate. I can I can skate, but I can't play hockey. I have trouble stopping. Well, then we put you in goal. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm 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 an okay skater. You would have been a good goalie because you're blocky. Yeah, I'm I'm, and I'm bulky. Yeah, and if you hit my head, it just bounced right That's, off. It wouldn't hurt. No. Not at all. But I mean, for fun pickup games among friends in the park, you, you know, we, we used put to the people that can't skate in goal. That was my problem. I couldn't really handle the puck. Watching Matamidani Dinah, I might as well have been watching an NHL game. Yep. I made that comment to my wife. I said, Can you believe the, the, that this is high school is, hockey? The skill it's amazing. Beyond my comprehension. Yep. And just it's, think it's, about 2% of each team had kids that were actually from that area. <laughs> right. Well, that's, is it that high? Well, I don't think I'd like to say hello to today. my folks in Are California. Where are they from? Minnetonka and Edina, there was probably six kids that were actually from the area. What? I only do this when I'm bored. I got really quiet, didn't it? Usually during the show, you shouldn't be bored. You'd think. Most likely. <laughs> I mean, if, if all went well, if all as planned. <laughs> Thank you, Kenny. What are we waiting for? If you're going to read another one of those soliloquies about moving <laughs> snow around by Robert Frost, maybe then you can start spinning <laughs> it that. Didn't even rhyme, did it? Didn't even go. rhyme, did it? Here Ken we go. Kenny, I need to read it. Here we go. Mate Schmate. Here's Joe Sushere. Yeah, speaking of space management, it won't be long. That snow on the lawn will be gone and a beautiful lawn. It's just a click away, professionalturf.com. If you want the best lawn on the block, you've got to go with the pros at Professional Turf. They've been uh, doing it for us since 82. They have service techs with over 20 years of experience. 
These guys service the same lawns every year, so they really get to know your lawn. You can schedule a free in-person lawn care analysis and an estimate right now at ProfessionalTurf.com. A ProTurf uh, Pro will come out and assess your lawn. They're going to walk it and then come up with a custom slow-release fertilizer and weed control plan that's not only environmentally safe, but it's guaranteed for superior results. A beautiful, healthy lawn, free of crabgrass, free of dandelions and broadleaves. It's just a click away, my friend, professionalturf.com. Here's Mr. John Height. Thank you, Joe. An Egan police officer is recovering from injuries after a crash that involved a squad car and a semi-truck early this morning. That crash involved at least two vehicles closed the northbound lanes of I-35E at Yankee Doodle Road. Uh, Kenny, you just said, uh, what, we just reopened, right, in the last yeah, half um, hour or so? in the last 20 minutes, yep. Yeah. And, yeah, at 1230 is when it reopened, yep. Egan police confirmed that one of their officers was involved in what they're calling a serious crash. The officer is now being treated at Regions Hospital. The officer's name and condition have not been provided so far. Egan police say the Minneapolis State Patrol is taking the lead in this investigation. The company that handles recycling services for all of St. Paul is blaming this year's winter weather for what residents and city leaders say was about a month of missed pickups in parts of the city. Minneapolis-based Eureka site... <laughs> Eureka Recycling has been on St. Paul's payroll handling pickups and snow-covered alleys since the 1980s, and city officials say its crews and trucks should be equipped for the current conditions. St. Paul resident John Kinnepreth said Monday afternoon, last Wednesday was the first time they did both sides of this alley in a month. The service has gone downhill. Like many across St. Paul, Kinnepreth says it's taking weeks for what should be a weekly recycling pickup. City of St. Paul doesn't plow alleys, so neighbors are responsible wow. for banding together to plow their own. Well, they're Words. all plowed. Get your the alley alleys can. are plowed. That's the mistake we've, right there. No, had, the alleys are plowed. We've had worse winters than this, uh, and whenever I lived on Goodrich Avenue, Highland Sanitation never missed me once. Well, let me tell you something: the people who haven't had it picked up for a month should get a should get a, ta- a to, credit a, a credit. St. Paul is the most ass-backwards city I have ever encountered. This used to be handled by the private sector, correct, Joe? Uh, trash and recycling. Trash no. did, but recycling's never been private. Trash oh, was always private. been city? Yeah. All right. Well, we, seven, we should get another T-shirt, you know, like the uh, It'll Melt T-shirt from yeah. when we couldn't plow the snows to we'll get to it. Yeah. Well, for trash. Mine's been Hang picked on. up. I have no oh, complaints. Right. It's people with bad alleys that aren't getting picked up. But you know what? It's winter. You this be- alley captain thing is the biggest crock of bull. So you're telling me the city-owned property, they will not plow city-owned property. That's what alleys are, are they not? In Minneapolis, they plow the alleys. I, I don't know, but you're you're barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. The <laughs> alleys are getting plowed. You're trying to take money out of some guy's pocket. They're getting plowed by the plow guy down well, the street. It sounds like he's doing a half-assed job to me. Uh, Ward 7 Council Member Jane Prince expressed her disappointment in a newsletter over the weekend, adding the city received about 100 calls about missed recycling pickups in the last week alone. Asked if the company is responding to consumer complaints, Prince said, well, or they're responding with rescheduling pickups, and then they're missing the rescheduled pickups throw it away it probably gets thrown away anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> in the statement a, 
A Eureka spokesperson said its crews have experienced what they call multiple slips, falls, accidents, and sliding trucks this winter. The company sent out additional crews in wake of the complaint, some working on the weekends. Susie Young is resident and employee services manager for the St. Paul Public Works Department. She says it's been a tough winter. So what? (laughs) So what? That's what she said, Joe. Can't help you. Uh, We have lots of uh, pothole stories this morning. Minneapolis city officials detailed the city's response to pothole problems today and asked for residents' help. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry and city officials encourage people to report potholes to Minneapolis Public Works by contacting 311 and providing as much detail as possible. Officials say the city prioritizes getting the worst potholes repaired first. According to a statement from Minneapolis Public Works, the city fills potholes with temporary cold patches until they can be permanently repaired during construction season. Minneapolis Public Works Director Margaret Anderson Kelleher and Minneapolis Transportation Maintenance and Repair Director Joe Palman said the city will take an all-hands-on-deck approach to fixing potholes and is getting ready to add crews, add weekend hours, and also approve overtime. Meanwhile, in St. Paul, Public Works officials are calling this the worst pothole season in a generation, and Mayor Melvin Carter wants to raise taxes to try and fix the roads. <laughs> Long stretches on several major roads have suffered from potholes. Carter tweeted last week in response to a state lawmaker who blew a tire, we really do need to fix these darn roads. Luckily, we have a sales tax proposal at the legislature right now to do exactly that. That's amazing. Wow. What the hell are your property taxes What for? a dingbat. They, uh, they did, uh, they put that uh, proposition uh, 1% raised to fix potholes in at the end of last year. Are so, GLers required by a civil contract to tell others about their make-a-move routes? I don't think so. No. no. I have a pothole-free route from here to where I live. And it's huh. nifty, and I'm not telling I know anybody. what it is. I, mean, I, think, I don't want you to hear about no, it. I think I've taken okay, it. I don't too. want to hear about it. Okay. I don't want to <laughs> hear about it. I'm not going to say anything because no, no, it's traffic-free as well. Yep. yep. Joe, does, Joe doesn't want others to hear about it. I think Traffic-free and pothole-free. Yep. He crosses over 94 Twice. on Creighton. Goes over Franklin, then goes down, comes over to Floyd Bridge. <laughs> Well, but you can I'm, have a laugh if you must I'm at having my a laugh. expense. Andover is, uh, it's rife with potholes. You, yeah, it's, it's where we live. You get potholes. It can't be West Mississippi Boulevard. That's a land uh, minefield. Oh, it is? No, well, it isn't. No, it's I, not. Don't trick me into telling you what it is. Don't do well, that to me. I'm too gullible. <laughs> Moving right along for Joe's sake. Minnesota legislators will get a 7.25% raise in July. The state's appointed legislative salary council boosted lawmakers' salaries by $3,500. They'll now make $51,750. Nice raise. Used to be a part-time job. Pay bump will cost taxpayers about $810,000 a year, according to council staff. Uh, The 16-person Salary Council has two members from every congressional district, with half of them appointed by the governor, half appointed by the chief justice of the Supreme Court, and it's evenly split between Democrats and Republicans. Uh, The Independent Salary Council gave legislators a 45% boost back in 2017. They were, at that time, making 31 grand. It had been for 20 years. So that made their salary go from 31 grand to 45 grand. Since then, they've made 
smaller hikes, but the 7.25% coming in 2023 will be the biggest jump. Now, to go along with that 51 grand, senators currently also get, uh, this is Senate now, $86 per diem, and House members, $66 per diem. They also may qualify for reimbursements for lodging, travel, and other expenses. The sum lawmakers take home outside of their base salary varies widely. Some opt not to receive any per diem dollars. Others collect 10 grand or more just from per diems and often far more from reimbursements. A lot of those freeloaders show up every day just to get the per diem. Yeah, they Uh, punch in and go home. Kenny's plan is no more per diems. And when taxes need to be um, raised, theirs goes up more than the rest of ours. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Yeah. A story we talked about briefly yesterday as it broke, the Target store in the uptown area of Minneapolis closing May 13th. Minneapolis-based retailer says the decision to close the store, quote, isn't something we take lightly and is made only after multiple years of trying to improve performance. Spokesperson says the 45 employees at that store will be offered job opportunities at nearby Target stores. The store, which is at 2,200 square feet, uh, quite a bit smaller than your average full-size Target, opened in 2017. Target says it does not own the building at 1300 West Lake Street and is figuring out next steps with the building's landlord. Uptown used to be one hell of a happening neighborhood. It was. Uptown so, Art Fair was fantastic. Just falling apart. May 13th, you said, John? Yes. So if right. we're going to loot and rob that place, we've only we got, got, we got less than two months to go. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> The Basilica Block Party is on hold once again. The annual outdoor music festival did not take place in 2022, and it won't happen this year either. May Dasari, Director of Marketing and Communications for the Basilica, said we are reconsidering for 2024, and we are considering it now on hiatus. When asked what that meant, she said we're uh, reconsidering and leaving it at that for now. It was founded back in 1995 as a fundraiser to help pay for structural restoration of the Basilica of St. Mary in downtown Minneapolis. It was canceled in 2020 due to the pandemic. In 2021, the event moved from its typical mid-July date to September. But the day before the event began, Saturday Night Headliners, the event brothers canceled due to COVID-19 exposure. That leaves the Metro with no major outdoor summer festivals of this type. In September, organizers for both the long-running Rock the Garden and the new-to-the-market Twin Cities Summer Jam announced the festivals would not come back in 2023. Why? They didn't rock the garden. Huh. Promoter's not going to lose money on a a show. But COVID's done. Yeah, but attendance even before COVID had begun to... Wayne, is that the right word? Yes. Wayne, okay. good word. Wayne Chris. works. Thank Very you. good. Who taught you that? I don't know. <laughs> Wayne McFarland did. I read it in a comic book. Got it. <laughs> a Russian fighter, I don't like this, collided with an American drone over the Black Sea March 14th, which would be yesterday, right? No, today. That's today. today. So this morning, damaging the drone and causing it to crash, according to the U.S. European Command. The U.S. military said the incident occurred in international airspace following an unsafe and unprofessional intercept of an unarmed U.S. Air Force MQ-9 Reaper at 7.03 Central European Time. The U.S. routinely operates surveillance drones over the Black Sea, including near Russian-occupied Crimea. Two Russian Su-27s dumped fuel and flew in front of the drone several times before eventually hitting the MQ-9's propeller, which is mounted on the rear, according to the U.S. military. Them drones are something, aren't they? They really yeah, are. Just bizarre. You know? 
You see where Pootie's taking tanks out of museums? He's running uh, no. out of tanks, so he's pulling them out of museums. Hmm. He is the old time tanks. Yeah. Is it Ukraine due you, for another cash call? I think so. Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky insisted his forces must win the battle for Bakhmut in Donetsk. I never say that right. Donetsk, Eastern Ukraine, as doubts continue over whether Ukraine should spend more manpower and resources on defending the city. There are doubts over the merits of defending it. And the city is almost completely surrounded by Russian forces and mercenary units. Ukrainian military analyst Ole Zandov said Ukraine was suffering losses among reserves it intended to use in a planned counteroffensive against Russian forces that's expected to come in late spring. Meanwhile, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, considered a prime candidate to run for the Republican nomination for the presidency, has mentioned his first words on Ukraine, saying the U.S. shouldn't be helping. On Tucker Carlson's show, DeSantis separated himself from Republicans who say the problem with President Biden's Ukraine policy is that he's not doing enough. DeSantis called the war in Ukraine merely a territorial dispute and said that protecting the European nation's borders is not a vital U.S. interest. That point of view puts him in line with the man who he may take on for the Republican nomination, Donald Trump. Uh, this all started when Tucker Carlson sent a questionnaire to possible Republican candidates. The position taken by DeSantis and Trump is at odds with the support for defending Ukraine, demonstrated by some other potential GOP candidates like Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, Chris Christie, and Senator Tim Scott. It's also sharply at odds with most Republican senators, including Mitch McConnell of Kentucky, the minority leader. We lost a fella in the sports world who was, uh, he was a part of my childhood. Maybe uh, yours too, yeah. Joe. I don't know. Joe yeah. Pepitone. Yeah. Won three gold gloves at first base, played in two World Series for the Yankees, but who may best be remembered for his hair and his hijinks. Died at his home in Kansas City, Missouri. He was 82 years old. Pepitone, a fan favorite in New York. They called him Peppy. He was a local boy who came to the Yankees in 1962. His renegade nature would eventually cost him. He earned a reputation for wildness and unreliability in the 1980s. Long after his career ended, he went to prison on a drug charge. A cut-up in the locker room, a jabber with the fans. He wore his hair long and poofy. He was famously the first Yankee to bring a hairdryer into the clubhouse and supplemented his hair with toupees. He led the life of a late-night social prowler, spreading money around, chasing women, and hitting notorious glam and trouble spots like the Copacabana. Uh, career started great. Three years, he was an all-star. First three years, hitting 27 home runs in 63, 28 in 64, 18 in 65, and 31 in 66. But of course, as Yankee fans know, after the 64 season, the Yankees took a large downturn after being the best American League team the last two decades. He finished his career with the Astros, the Cubs, and briefly the Atlanta Braves. His penchant for turning small bruises into major injuries was chronicled in Jim Bouton's brilliant ball four, and he claimed at one point to have <clears> turned <throat> Mickey Mantle and Whitey Ford onto marijuana. In an interview in Rolling huh. Stone magazine, he recalled that when he was with the Cubs, fans in the bleachers would throw packets of joints and cocaine at him in the outfield. He'd hide them in the ivy that covered the Wrigley Field wall. Yeah, I have it. Boy, wasn't he involved in some contratemps in involving a hair dryer or uh, a hair? I, I have this vague memory of some dust up that involved no hair. The dust up you're thinking of is the harmonica dust up on the bus, the Yankee bus. Oh. Had nothing to do with his hair look, but he did bring a, a in ball forge about talks about him bringing a hair dryer into the. Right. Uh, locker room and everybody making fun of him, but nothing with it. But the harmonica thing, 
The Yankees had lost. Yogi Berra was the manager. He was not happy. Phil Lenz took out a harmonica and started playing it. Oh. Yogi Berra walked over and told him he's going to shove it up his bleep if he didn't quit playing it and knocked right. it out of his hands. The harmonica hit Pepitone in the knee. This is just a small harmonica. Right. And Pepitone fell on the floor and grabbed his knee and went, oh, I'm injured. I'm hurt. I'm injured. <laughs> and that made Yogi angrier, uh, obviously. Okay. And the rest of the bus was trying desperately not to laugh. Uh, so, yeah. Look up Joe Pepitone, Pepitone and hair. I, I swear there's a there was something to do with uh, a lawsuit or something. It's it's haunting me. I I can't remember. I disremembered it. His book, Joe, you could have made us proud as a fine read if you grew up in that era. So it's a fun, fun book. Yeah. Uh, uh, stories about his death. I'll keep looking for here. Yeah. Don't say a word until you find it. And if you don't find it, you don't have to say anything. I'll be quiet for the rest of the show. Then. Thank you. Yeah. Buffalo, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings is admitting something most customers already know, that their boneless wings are not made from actual chicken wings. Really? A restaurant chain tweeted Monday, it's true, our boneless wings are all white meat chicken. They're chickens that must not have bones in their wings. The sarcasm didn't stop there. The company added our hamburgers contain no ham. Our buffalo wings are 0% buffalo. Yeah. This, this I think that there's farms where they have chickens. That don't have bones in their wings. Right. Really? That, yeah. that, Though they're in demand. They probably don't have large talons then. No, they don't. No, that's their feet. Got it. The clapback comes after you Chicago man. I realized that after. <laughs> the clapback comes after a Chicago man sued the restaurant for deceptive marketing, saying the boneless wings are basically chicken nuggets and that customers pay too much for them. The man, Eamon Halim, filed the complaint last week. Uh, the restaurant against Inspire Brands, who owns that. You know, uh, I uh, due to circumstances beyond my control, I had to go to the grocery store a few times recently. Wow, yeah. nice, yeah. nice. And, uh, uh, boy, what a lesson that was in life. You, you, a guy like me could easily be hoodwinked and, and do all your shopping from end caps. Yeah. In other words, you're walking around the store <laughs> yep. and they got all these tempting deals at on the end caps. Right. So I would just go from end cap to end cap. Yeah. You know, like chicken tenders. Yeah, right when you supplies. walk in the door. Yeah. And there I thought are, right there. Those look pretty damn good. Those are called impulse items. Boom, right in the basket. Yep. Chicken tenders. Yep. And then they had and then right next to them, brownie bites. Oh, you gotta get brownie bites. Well, what the so, hell? It sounds like you did not take my advice and uh, seek out the assistant of a uh, attractive uh, lass, maybe your age or a few years younger. Well, I looked around. Your uh, age. You know, the point is that you can go to, you can do your regular aisle shopping, right? Mm -hmm. But then they, then you get waylaid by something on the end cap right. and you end up buying that. It's called right. merchandising. Right. Wow, is that a tricky deal to navigate? That's something marketing. Else. That's yeah. marketing, man. Nope. That's oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was I was gonna say this, but it probably is a very nice Kenny. You said a, a lass around his age. Well, they're all retired, so nobody's working. Wow. So, sorry, Joe. <laughs> you could set up a tryst uh in the supermarket there. Meet well, your I, next wife. No, I was too busy. Meet your next uh, wife. too busy being fascinated with end caps. 
That's just it had everything you needed. You hate I, Saturday Night Live, but the meet your next wife bit is extremely funny. I don't know Saturday what that Night bit Live. is. It's it's pretty good. Yeah. How did it go at the checkout line with all the impulse items? Were you able to resist? Or did you come away with a National Enquirer? Oh, pack man, of gum, I, I was, in, padlock, I was um, enthralled by the, the checkout items. They had so much neat stuff there. I ended Flashlights. up with magazines. And, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just, a, I have felt no need the second visit. I felt no need to go down any aisles. I just went end cap to end cap. <laughs> I picked up exactly where I wanted. Get any wieners? No, I didn't have to. There were some at home. Okay. I had one the other day for lunch. Yeah. Well, God. thanks, John. I, okay. I, that is that's okay. enough okay. for me. All right. Anything on hair? No, but I want to mm. tell you at this time in 2012, we were riding electric bikes, we were riding scooters. Kids were in those uh, youth four by fours, four wheel drive vehicles out in the yard. Everything was copacetic because it was 70, what was it? 73 degrees on this day in 2012. Now we're still waiting for the electric bike season. Get to EcoFun Motorsports, get it all taken care of. You'll be ready to go when the weather turns and it will turn soon enough. That's EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville. Great, great selections of electric bikes, motorcycles, the gas-powered scooters that turn every errand into an adventure, the youth ATVs, great service, apparel, and helmets, and two locations, Forest Lake on Highway 97, just west of 35. People want to tell me that's not Forest Lake. That's Columbus, Minnesota. No, the hell with that. That's Forest Lake. You're going to Forest Lake, you'd get off on 97, just go west, and there's EcoFun. Ah. Boom, brand new building. And then in Burnsville, it's on the uh, service road of life near County Road 42. Wonderful website, too. Oh, the golf carts. I got to get serious about that because uh, I've committed myself to getting one. Really? So, oh, I, You're I, all in? I, I'm all in. Okay. I think they're pretty nifty. They had one at the golf show. I know. Oh, is that cool? Uh, EcoFunMotorsports.com. Joe, um, I think I think I may have found your Joe Pepitone story. Maybe really, I, yeah. I knew I, this. This will check my mind, man. My mind is weird. What uh, What was it, John? Check uh, you later. In the middle of a game, Bouton and Fritz Peterson went in and filled it with talcum powder. His hair Something dryer, like that. Yes. And then, uh, oh, I see it. Unfortunate. Yeah, resulting in a scene that lets Pepitone looking like, as Booten later put it, an Italian George Washington wearing a powdered wig. Bouton, not Booten. <laughs> and they had, they were ahead in the game, but uh, then they ended up losing, and everybody was very downcast. And, and um, they, he went in and did that. Yeah. <clears throat> are Are we wrapping it up here? No. Wrap it up. We, we do don't another, have to. Can we do another segment? Yeah. And then break because yeah. kenny still has two ads yeah fine i have a two o'clock meeting that i have to do so i'm gonna goodbye leave about, uh, five minutes Ouch. I gotta, I you got a lot of meetings in. i had a uh efficiency meeting at 11 o'clock today and then i have this two o'clock meeting which efficiency. is efficiency yes the efficiency of the uh <laughs> efficiency meeting was it very yeah. efficient i was yeah, I chimed in on the meeting. It's a good yep. thing we don't have those. We'd all get fired. I chimed in on the meeting. This is with the Mac and with all the airlines and uh, all the people that have contracts. Why don't you just get your pilot's license? And... Oh, good Lord. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. 
right yeah i don't think i can offer anything more to the show right now since i jumped on the hair story i thought you were sending <laughs> well, me on a, i thought you were sending me on a snipe hunt because i couldn't find anything and then i did at espn.com right when john uh, johnny did john you spent more time on that story than you have all the other stories combined today that's because i'm I didn't understand the story was ever going to end, and it really took every bit, every bit of restraint I had to not mock you and make fun of you. So you're welcome. It's because you didn't read uh, Ball Four and you don't know anything about baseball, so you're obviously a good book. Obviously, communist. I I know enough about baseball to turn the sound down and sit there and enjoy it without worrying about. Without worrying about contracts and managers and pitch this and that and the other. They have a fourth of July. In I can just I can just Chris, sit there and watch it. Chris, he hasn't it. figured out we, we do that yet to annoy him. <laughs> Are we going to be able to watch baseball this summer? Is my question. Why wouldn't you? Well, Bally's declaring bankruptcy. Oh, well, yeah, but there's a lot of other avenues to watch it on, Chris. Avenues. Not if they're not going to uh, have a team. John. Well, MLB I, put guaranteed that they would. Make I have sure e- all even enjoyed a couple of spring training games, John, with yeah. the sound turned down, so I don't have to listen to those dumb dumbs blather on. Speaking of down ball, let's go. I, I'm I'm ready. Okay, I'm so ready. we're going to do another segment here, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm rolling. Kenny, I'll take whatever from you. Okay, I'm sneaking out. See you, Rook. Hi, Johnny. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Souchere. Space management, baby. Don't give it up, GLers. Don't be like the mayor and renounce your citizen uh, citizenship in GL. I haven't done that. Well, you basically have. You've kind of <laughs> talked around it. But uh, anybody that gives up on space management in early March is a quitter. And we don't like quitters here in GL. I'm with does. And uh, I tell you who else doesn't like quitters is Tri-State Bobcat. Right now you can buy Toro Snowblowers. Uh, with the best prices you're going to get all year. Um, that's with the Power Max two-stage snowblower and the Power Clear single-stage blower. You'll find them in Little Canada, Hudson, and Burnsville. And you're not going to find a better deal. Now is the time. So if you if you need a snowblower, get out there and uh, let's, you know, let's do some space management. Same deal with zero-turn mowers. I know a lot of GLers are already looking forward to summer. Tri-State Bobcat has the best pricing on select previous model years, the Time Cutter and Titan zero-turn mowers. They run from 42 inches up to 60 inches, discounts ranging from 10 to 20% under promo pricing. And, oh, my goodness, the time you're going to save, definitely worth it. And these things are fun. Call any Tri-State Bobcat, tell them you're a GLer, and uh, just say, Kenny said, let's go here. And Mankey's Outdoor Equipment in Owatonna, now part of the Tri-State family, so everything's available in Owatonna. Get to one of the locations, Tri-State Bobcat in Burnsville, Little Canada, or Hudson, and everything they sell is on the website, tristatebobcat.com. I'm sure Tri-State would know this. Is there such a thing as a self-propelled single-stage snowblower? What else Two you stages got on the, are uh, self-propelled. What, what else you got on the show today? Uh, so. I'm looking at a photograph. <laughs> Why, did you just talk about that? No, it's just it? sometimes, you know... I'm looking at a picture of a genderqueer shapeshifter. Okay. What? A genderqueer shapeshifter. What is that? 
I don't know if that's a he or a she, and I can't tell from the picture. Whoa. A genderqueer shapeshifter provided professional development training to teachers at a Colorado school district and offered instruction on the differences between gender identity, expression, and sex assigned at birth. In a presentation agenda obtained by Parents Defending Education and first reported by the Daily Caller, because uh, no conventional news gathering organization probably would have been concerned, you know, thought this was interesting. Thompson School District allegedly hosted a virtual counselor meeting for educators K-12 in 2021 featuring Silene, S-I-L-E-N. What would that be? Silen? Silen? Silen Wellington, they, them, a self-described artist of people and gender queer shapeshifter. I'm really confused. Following a public <laughs> records request, the school district informed parents defending education that they did not possess any training materials, but forwarded an event agenda. According to the agenda, Wellington taught the teachers the do's and don'ts with language about trans identity and the importance of pronouns. Mm. All right. That's that's cool. Mm-hmm. Wellington alleged uh, 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 Wellington allegedly also discussed gender dysphoria as a diagnosis, why language manners matters, dead naming, neo pronouns, transitioning, intersex, two spirit, queer, and non binary, asexual, and aromantic people. Because I, I think this is something that teachers needed to know, don't you? Mm. <laughs> Throughout the 2021-2022 school year, Poudry School District also allegedly hosted trainings from Wellington focusing on the ABCs of LGBTQIA and school cultural equity practices. Another training by Wellington at the school district focused on culturally sustaining pedagogy and how educators can tackle interpersonal institutional cultural and structural racism and other forms of oppression. Wellington's a well-known political activist for transgender issues who refers to themselves as a witch and a sculptor of sound. So she's got a lot of things going for her. You know, gender queer shapeshifter, also a witch and a sculptor of sound. You know, oftentimes when we have discussions on this show, even if I'm unfamiliar with a subject, I can pretty much fake my way through a conversation. I'm completely lost with this story. <laughs> and, and usually at the same time, I'm looking stuff up and trying to keep up and be yeah. part of the conversation. Same. Um, not, not in this case. Their work, their work has been performed in gardens, whispering delightful fae dances to the trans ancestors that escape definition. Their work has featured boys in dresses next to saxophones, prescription label collages amid chaotic soundscapes of dysphoria, non-binary shadow puppets behind sheets of rainbow light and intramuscular testosterone injections under expansive life-giving harmonics. 
I've never heard the term shape shifter before. Had you guys? I have, but not in relation to anything that's not a fantasy novel or. <laughs> Huh. And that's what this is. And that's exactly what this is. A person or being with the ability to change their physical form at will, especially in mythology. Yeah. Ah, one one of the X-Men was a shapeshifter. I see. <laughs> There's a lot going on out there, Joe. It's very ponderous. Let's talk about sound sculpting. Yeah. Uh, Howard writes, as a recovering musician and pseudo-audiophile, I can perhaps (laughs) perhaps offer some rationale why some people prefer vinyl LPs to digital media. In no way am I in the class of your esteemed newsman when it comes to for your information. But I have my moments. What, what follows is my very layman-like explanation of why there is a renaissance of vinyl. Music itself is an analog and therefore physical entity. It emanates from physical vibrations that in turn physically move air. This movement is thought to be better captured and replicated in vinyl form because vinyl has the actual physical vibrations carved into it. The beauty, imperfections, warmth, idiosyncrasies, and all, everything that compiles the audio spectrum. Analog audio is thought to be more natural sounding because it it contains all elements of sound, both the music and what the digital media would consider to be impurities. Digital, on the other hand, as he has either filtered much of the impurities out or they weren't included in the recording process to begin with. There is so much processing that goes into a digital audio media, it's hard to imagine it sounding natural at all. Some people think it sounds sterile or lifeless because much of the natural or analog character, the physics described above, have either been taken out or intentionally not recorded or included in the original audio signal in the first place. Should I read the last paragraph? Please. Additionally, the analog to digital converters of 20 to 30 years ago weren't near the quality they are now. Old albums that were converted to digital in the 80s sounded harsh simply because the technology wasn't what it is now. Mm. Think of it this way. Remember the old digital pictures you've seen and how pixelated they were, especially if you blow them up? Pictures look better now than they did even 10 to 15 years ago because the modern photo files have more information, pixels, in them and better technology to interpret the data, which provides better detail. Same applies to modern AD converters. Digital audio media has vastly improved, but it still isn't capturing all of the physics or nuances of analog. It may never achieve that. I don't have LPs because they're a pain and not transportable, but they do sound great. Just one man's opinion, Howard. There you have it. All right. That's a pretty good explanation. Well, it, it does make sense, too, because if you guys remember the early stages of online streaming, if you go back and listen to some of those downloads, now those songs are unlistenable because they're so bad. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I still don't own a turntable. Maybe I have to get one. You don't? I, well, I long ago got rid of the turntable. I have two turntables and a microphone. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. 
That's a Beck song. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Why don't we take it to where well, it's at? I lied. I only have one turntable. <laughs> Two turntables and a microphone. microphone. Where are we on Beck? You guys like Beck, don't you? I like Beck, yes. I like Beck. Devil's Haircut. I love that song. That's a great tune. He's a very talented fella. Weird, though. Yeah. Actually, he's not. Really? He's actually pretty normal when you see him. I read a long piece about him in the New Yorker. He's pretty damn normal. Yeah. Especially compared to a lot of people in the business. (laughs) That one song he has is a jam. E-Pro. Is it called E-Pro? E-Pro, yeah. Is that the name of it? I know which one you mean. Oops. Yeah, I can't. Do you guys listen to the whole album though? Beck? I've got a I've got a bunch of Beck albums and they get kind of boggy in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not a little too uh I don't own any Beck. A little I'm too a, exploratory if, uh, for my taste. I'm already through the Becks for sale. I already sold all my Becks, but I have them all on my uh hard drive. But yeah, I had like six albums. I, I can't either. There's always, I thought, three or four really good cuts and the rest of the Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, but the then Carpenters. Yeah, I've got all the I've no, Carpenters. Greatest best, hits. Uh, double, yeah, double greatest hits thing. She was the drummer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hell, I knew that. <laughs> Jesus. Welcome to wow. the 70s, Joe. <laughs> Thanks, Brooke. <laughs> Yeah, my mom was into rock and roll, and my dad was into Carpenters and Neil Diamond and uh, singer-songwriter kind of stuff. So I had all of that in the uh, early 70s. John. Yes, sir. Look up, because I'm going to ask you what it is. Thrill list, one word. Thrill. It's an outfit that does the rankings of cities, for example. And Find you'll know why I want to ask you this. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Online media website covering food, drink, travel, and entertainment. Founded in New York City, 2004. What would be in it for them to rank one city above another in terms of livability? Uh, uh, kickback. Got to be. Advertisers. Because before they run stories like that, they go out and get all the advertisers they can from all the cities that they want to cover. They merged with, now this is news, the Dodo. And Seeker in 2016, and they were acquired by Vox Media in 2022. <clears throat> Why doesn't somebody acquire Garage Logic? Well, I think she already uh, has, and I don't think we're for sale. I think we asked that question, didn't we? I don't know. A couple of years ago, when somebody was knocking. That's how you make money. You got to be acquired. Get that town council. That's how you make money. Oh, yeah. You still listening? <laughs> we'll need all that $14. Don't need that right now. <laughs> all right. We ready? 
Uh-huh. While we're still here? <laughs> well, I'm just curious. I mean, oh, you know, okay. Jenny wouldn't turn down a good offer. Hey, Kenny, you ready? <laughs> Man, Kenny. Just stop talking, Joe. <laughs> Gee whiz. Gee whiz. Gosh, Wally. Gosh. <laughs> Dang, Namit. What's Pop so mad about, Wally? I'm rolling. Holy Snikes, Grandma. Snikes. Snikes. Yikes, whatever. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. 52 years in Monticello, Moon Motorsports, celebrating 52 years. Family owned and operated a multi-line dealer uh, the whole time, always bringing us the very best in outdoor recreation and fun. Now that spring is here, uh, I want to talk about snow. No, no, not about snow melting. Let's talk about the Polaris Snow Check. A lot of riders already know that this is the special time of year when you can reserve your 2024 Polaris Dream Sled. The snow check process is really easy. Call Moon today. Get started. I've already been shopping myself. You can uh, mark me down for a pro RMK slash. I want to do a little backcountry exploring up at Togany. So uh, that would be the perfect sled for me. Since we're talking snow, Moon has all of their snow gear and apparel on sale right now. 30% off. That's not a typo. That's huge. Uh, so if you've been waiting to buy, get into Moon Motorsports. They are our Polaris Kadoo, Honda, Yamaha, Can-Am, and Euro Motorcycle brand leaders located right in Monticello and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Uh, normally, I don't mention these kinds of findings because they're essentially meaningless. But on this occasion, I'm going to do so because I feel so bad for Iowa, our friends in Iowa. Oh, uh, what did we discover? An outfit called Thrill List. What is Thrill List, John? Uh, an online media website that covers food, drink, travel, and entertainment. Founded in 2004, based in New York City. Purchased by Vox Media in 2022. Well, according to Thrill List, which is whatever, Minnesota ranks in the middle of the pack for the most beautiful state. Right. Yeah, Flatlanders. Uh, it shows that, uh, in fact, Minnesota is at 24th in the ranking of beautiful states by something called Thrill List. Ooh. But Iowa is dead last. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I feel bad. <laughs> Iowa has some cliffs, they say, along the east there, and it does offer some nice sunsets. Uh, but it's the state is flat as hell and boring, according to Thrill List. More boring than Nodak. That's surprising. Minnesota. Yeah, Wisconsin ranked above Minnesota, and uh, I think so did South Dakota. Yeah, yeah. sure. Who was number one, Joe? Yeah, I didn't. Uh, it didn't say. I didn't print out the whole. <laughs> it printed six pages, but I only got two of them. I don't know what happened. So, but Iowa, I don't, I don't think that of you. I, I don't think you're the ugliest state. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, I don't know what it would be, but well, maybe it is Iowa. No, it's, it's <laughs> North Dakota. Maybe not uh, until Dakota. you. North Dakota is pretty good though. Once you get past the Missouri, yeah, uh, no. then it's well, same with state. South Dakota. Yeah. Got the Black Hills. Yeah, Badlands don't do anything for me. 
only because they come to us all the way from, and apparently uh, Tom is back in Johannesburg. Jessica sent me this, the Traveling Lymans. On this day in 1841. Joe, today is March 14th. William Dunwoody was born in Pennsylvania. After moving to Minneapolis in 1869, he found his fortune in the grain and flour business. Uh, by the time of his death in 1914, he contributed millions of dollars to a number of civic organizations, including the Dunwoody Industrial Institute, huh. the Minneapolis Society of Fine Arts, and the YMCA, William Dunwoody. Hmm. On this day in 1919, Pi Day 314, Max Schulman was born in St. Paul. An author and Hollywood screenwriter, he is best remembered for creating the character of Dobie Gillis, oh. who appeared in short stories, novels, and television shows. Now, I knew that. I knew Max Schulman was Dobie Gillis. I did not know this. That was based on the family that owned Gillis's grocery store in Minneapolis. Wow. I did not know hmm. that. I didn't either. Where See, was that's the, why I do these. What was where was the store located? Doesn't say. Okay. I'm sure it no longer exists. John, look up Gillis's grocery store. I bet it doesn't exist any longer. Okay. On this day in 1924, March 14th. The last guest checked out of Stillwater's historic Sawyer House which had operated as a hotel for 67 years. The Lowell Inn was later built on the same site. You can What's check the out. Lowell Inn famous for? Pecan pie. You looked at me would like, you, I should know that. Would you, like, would you like to partake in some pecan pie? Pecan pie. A Remember sports that? note. On this day in 1960, who was born? Kirby Puckett. That's right. How'd you know that? I know dumb things. You really do. He's my favorite baseball player of all time. Why would I not Future baseball know his Hall of Famer Kirby Puckett was born in Chicago on this day. Huh. That makes him what? 63. Would have been. He would have been 63 today. Mm -hmm. Kirby. Kirby Puckett. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That's right. All right. Uh, Gillis Grocery <laughs> Store no longer. I didn't think it Yeah. There, there's one in Lake Charles, Louisiana. That's the only one I could find. Gillis Grocery. Yeah. Well, also, Gillis probably is not that uncommon of a name. Also the most beautiful state, according to Thrillist, California. Yeah. Well, California. I I a bad shake there. California, Hawaii, Alaska, Utah, and Colorado. Top five. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And is South Dakota ahead of Minnesota? I believe it was. Washington, Oregon, Michigan, Arizona. I'm looking. I'm looking. Um to twenty and I haven't hit South Dakota yet. Thanks what number was Minnesota? Here we 24. go. South what? Dakota is twenty one. Oh, look at that. How about Tennessee? No, Chris, you just said that it would be difficult. I know. Thank you, GLers. Do us a favor and hit the subscribe button on the Garage Logic YouTube channel because there we are posting daily content for your amusement. And you can also follow us along on all of the social media channels from Garage Logic on Twitter, Facebook, and Insta. And what am I forgetting? Oh, town council. For 10 bucks a month or $100 a year, you, yes, you, get behind-the-scenes footage and all things related to the Garage Logic podcast. Find out more at garagelogic.com.
dot Tennessee was number 20, Chris. Thanks, John. You're welcome. How about Vermont? Is Vermont on there? <laughs> I would have put Maine in there at the top. Maine was 15. Vermont's 13. Wow. <laughs> Can he leave already? Did he? Oh, maybe he had maybe to run had to, to the men's to go, room. He had to go poop. I have to uh, leave you a little early today because I have to go get a filling. So, Oh, that stinks, John. Well, fillings are fine. They don't bother me. I don't know how I've managed to do it. I still have never had a cavity. That's amazing. Well, I've that only had four. A long time. God, I thought I was doing good. And I had only catch had four. Up to you. Oh, I'm sure. No, that's why I like to drink a lot of Monster. <laughs> Helps get rid of them cavities. Tyasha. Hang on one second, sir. Oh, you need stories too, don't I you? I do. I was just about to ask you for those, John. And everything will be copacetic. <laughs> copacetic. Also, it was all over social media, the fact that it was Kirby's birthday today. But I did know it was March 14th. Because it was a week shy, or his tribute was a week shy of his birthday. Huh. March 7th. At the dome. Were you there for that? What the pocket memorial thing at the dome? I don't think so. Okay, that was that preceded my time here at Hubbard Broadcasting. Today's Tuesday, right? Yeah, okay. Oh, crap. Is that gonna work? I think it's gonna work. It's always good to have more money. Uh, it's always good to have less money in your checking account balance than the uh, bank says you have, right? Right. No, the other way around. No, I have less money in my account than the bank says I have. The bank says I have more. Banks in other words, I'd rather err that you. way than the other way. Right. Uh, huh? <laughs> I got $100 in yeah. my checking account. Spire says I have 128 that's a good thing. Yeah. The bank and I like to be, uh, I like to tell the bank, don't worry, it's coming. <laughs> On the way. Taisha, T-Y-E. T-Y-E. Whoops. A-S. T-Y-E. A-S. T-I-A. T-I-A. Green. Yep. Resigns as. T-Y-E-A-S-T-I-A. Is that what you said? T Y E A S T I A. Just want to make sure I spelled it green as in the color. Got it. Resigns as Minneapolis head of racial equity, inclusion, and belonging. Okay. That's it. Period. Okay. Her department is being audited. Okay. 
<clears throat> what is a gender queer, which is one word, and so a shapeshifter? What is a gender queer shapeshifter? Question mark. Mm hmm. Okay. Uh, what else do we do? Johnny Height. We met Harold Hovde, H O V D E. Harold, H O V D E. The space management master of Garage Logic. I think the guy put a little effort into that. I don't think Kenny liked it. <laughs> I didn't say anything, though. Because my mom told me. Tori Westrom is legally anything. blind. Right. Period. Whoops. Period. <laughs> I don't know how to spell Tory. I got it right here. Is it E or I? Uh, I before E, except after C. Okay, most emailers had it as E. Oh. It's, yeah, EY, two R's and EY. Okay. John Hyde News. Did you guys see this? Executive Order 11110. Five months before his assassination, President John F. Kennedy issued this executive order that would give American currency back to the people by printing money based on a silver standard and take away yeah. the power of the Federal Reserve banking cartel. Yeah. Many argue that this was the biggest reason JFK was murdered. Yeah. I tried that one out on John, too. He didn't bite, huh? You can't sway John. He's, I don't think Oswald knew a lot about executive order 11110 or whatever the hell it was. Well, no, in this case, see what was, I did there. Uh, in this case, it was people in the government. Well, all said, I know is that that wasn't done by uh, whatever his name was. No, I'm that. just, I'm just telling you, I'm not arguing with you, Joe. I'm just telling you, you're wrong. Now uh, he had a piece of crap rifle. And right. He was too far away. Nope. Says the guy who's never fired a rifle before. How do you I know? Fired I fired a rifle. Scout. Come on, I fired not, plenty of rifles. Not talking to you. Oh, have you Captain. guys ever been to the scene? Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah. Kenny, you have ever. I've right. stood in the middle of the intersection. Middle of the night, S-faced. <laughs> I did it sober. Saying, there's no way that thing could have. <laughs> three in the morning, and uh, thankfully I wasn't driving. We went from there to Austin, Texas that night. Jeez. <laughs> Holy balls, that's a haul. Yep. Was that South by Southwest? Yep. Nice. Never been to that. Yeah, it's a corporate nightmare now. Don't bother. There was a couple people from here that would go every year because they have a big... Uh, yeah, because it's corporate. Yeah, they had a big... Uh, what do you call it? I went when it was just... Uh, just music? Uh, just hipsters. We all thought we were the coolest people ever. We weren't, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> How do you spell music? Two C's. It's a very long. Huh. Is Jamie Lee Curtis a, a battle axe? 
No, a morph. One of what's that word? Hermaphrodite. A metamorphosis. Uh, hermaphrodite. Is she a hermaphrodite? <laughs> Jesus. Why would you say that? I thought I read that. That was the rumor for many years. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I I don't know, Joe. Huh. I have no idea. I've read the same. You want to have her on and find out? I've never heard that. I was told by the roommate that the person that lost um, was very, very PO'd. The uh, this one. I saw that too. Uh, She's a black actress. Angela Bassett. Angela yeah. Bassett. Yeah. What did she win for? Oh, uh, everywhere. Uh, everything every, all at once. Yeah, okay. Everywhere. What does that mean? About, I know nothing. Well, now I'm going to research this, and God knows what will pop up on my machine. See, I'm playing mind tricks on myself, Joe, since I've started restoring this old snowmobile. It has diverted my attention from the want of uh, buying a car and restoring that. I don't want to get involved in any kind of auto or truck restoration. Okay. So I'm I'm tricking myself and it's working. Boy, there's some tempting ones out there. Mm-mm. save that i think so hello okay there it is sweet oh the, kenny i see that you retweeted this the What's egan that? the egan oh. police department yeah Because I was watching the nine, they they covered that pretty much all morning. It was weird. We didn't have any choice. The freeway was closed. Oh, I suppose. You know who is a great source is uh, Kendall and I spend a lot of time um, discussing things off the air, kind of helping each other out. Sure. She's she's just wonderful. Yeah, she's cool. I like her. <clears throat> Who's Kendall? She's the traffic gal on Fox Nine. Kendall Mark. She works for the nine, and she's pretty good. Pretty Her good. college roommate and I used to bartend together. Huh. That's how I know Kendall. That is fascinating. Well, I'm just saying, no, because I got to know her a 
couple of years. She's pretty cool. Yeah, she seems cool. When is she on in the mornings? Yes, sir. Joe, everything I'm seeing seems to indicate these are just rumors. So what? That's all I can tell you. Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, I didn't know you were looking it up. Yeah. John I guess I really himself. don't care one way or the other. She looked like a gal in True Lies. Oh, yep. sorry. That was wrong. Shouldn't say that while we're recording. Oh, God. I got to do a show with Mike. Bye, Tom Council. It's been real. Yeah, I should go get my filling. I 